Hey guys, this is Emma from The Horse Cure, the podcast for those of us who know that horses really are the cure for all that ails you. Today we're talking to Teresa Burns, a certified practitioner of the Masterson Method. What is the Masterson Method? Keep listening to find out. Briefly, it's a light touch massage technique that can help your horses relax and release tension, as well as improve your relationship together. This interview is a little different in that Teresa and I started our conversation by discussing a question I had about my own horse. Then we head into the meat of getting to know Teresa and the Masterson Method. Hello, Teresa. Hello, Emma. Thank you so much for calling. I'm excited about this. So, Teresa, do you want to just kind of dig in? Anyway, it's been fun to practice and, and learn this this Masterson stuff. I really have enjoyed it. So, Well, and maybe before we get started, I just wanted to, and I didn't address this sooner, but you have a horse that's very mouthy. I do, yes. He's always loved yeah. touching. Right. And so... I've got a little bit of research in that from the group that we're on. But the big thing is, you know, to tie him short. And if he chews, that's fine. Probably start on a lot of head stuff with him to see if you could release that. Okay. And get him, you know, more in tune to you. And sometimes you have to like back off with your hand because there's too much going on there in his head and jaw or whatever. That might be his personality, but still, I've worked with one horse that was like that way. And I actually, he was kind of eating the lead rope and mm-hmm. so I just took and it was in his mouth and I rubbed it back and forth as gently as I could that had an amazing effect on him he stood there and just quieted down so you'll have to kind of play with that the big thing is I think not to get after him and kind of ignore that and hope he'll still release while he's doing the busy stuff okay well and I wondered about that the lighter touch too I had watched some of the YouTube videos that Jim had and I'm wondering if maybe it's just too much for him to begin with he doesn't quite get it and so I just go with with very light touch or even like you know, you know with a gap and just back off you know a couple inches okay. especially if you're around his head um, and around the jawline and that area and just see if that makes him calmer okay experiment with it and then maybe jot some things down so you remember the next time you play with them Okay. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Because yeah, I was, like I said, watched some videos and and thought through it a little bit more because he's super friendly guy loves to like be all up in your business. But yeah, the touch I think was just maybe a little bit too much for him. So maybe like you said, being away a couple inches will benefit him. You know, and until he understands the process too, then maybe after a while you can put a little bit more air gap and see once he understands it. I have one horse that moves around a lot. So I always work on his hind end first and then he calms down right away. Oh, yeah. It's like we don't don't have set rules. We have try this or try that. Okay. If he's too busy in his head, maybe work on some neck or shoulders. Just have to kind of, well, Jim says, you know, you're not going to try to fix anything. Listen to the horse. It's his agenda, not yours. So just have to be flexible, but still open to touch and backing off a little bit and always go softer and slower. That's one of the things I learned in the beginning is to slow down and go softer if you're frustrated and you don't think it's working. And yeah, that's so opposite opposite of what I find myself doing. You know, I'm like, oh, well, he's not responding to this, so I'll touch a little harder or something. And it's, I have to purposefully remember and make myself, okay, Emma, focus on this. And I find myself watching my hands a lot rather than the horse. And that's been such good training for me to focus on him, you know, and I think they for sure really notice when you're paying attention to them and not your own game. And that's really been really great for my relationship with my boys too, and caused me to really focus on them in other aspects as well. They respond so much to 
to observing their surroundings where I'm a human and I don't watch all that, but I'm starting to after going to your clinic and I've really enjoyed the things that I'm picking up now. And I think they're noticing it too. Maybe I'm just thinking You know, and that. that's really neat. Think too, it's not your agenda and then be sure to be soft and don't stand erect all the time. Audibly breathe out and go, move slowly, slide your feet and not, you know, walk around and just kind of cock your hip and just be real, real soft and relax and just bring your energy down. And if you say that in your mind, your energy will come down and that'll help you relate to the horse too. I think this is also fascinating. It's so much the opposite of how I have seen things in just because I'm the way I am, but yeah, focusing on just a totally different thing and, and realizing that horses don't communicate like I do. They aren't just sitting out there chatting and talking and stuff. They relax on watching and observing and being aware that way and how much, gosh, when I'm ramming around, they're really noticing that, you know, and that affects them. Yeah, I will definitely be giving those hints a go and um, trying that out because, yeah, I want to let my boy be comfortable and I think he's got some real spots that'll require a lot of work once he and I can get in a flow together. Yes, yes, cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about this. Thank you, Teresa, I appreciate that. Okay, so my first question, though, for you is, how did you get into horses? Have you always been a horse gal or um, did this come later in life? When I was a very young child, I just knew I loved horses and I read everything I could about them. And, you know, I was Roy Rogers and Rin Tin Tin and that. Era. And I, I grew up in a suburb of Chicago, so I couldn't have a horse. But I was in 4-H and I really hung around at the horse shows and things like that. And I finally got horses after I graduated high school and had a job and could afford to keep a couple of them. And then later on, I got into trail riding and then I did get into to uh, rid dressage, which was really, really cool. Okay. So, okay, you did 4-H and then you got your own horses. Were you still living in the city at that point? Actually, I had moved up to Wisconsin by that time. Okay. And how did you choose what type of riding you wanted to do or what kind of horses you were going to get? Was it kind of like, oh, there's a there's a horse over there for sale and I want it, so I'm going to get it? Or did you have a plan, you know, this is my goal, this is what I want, and that's why I found that horse? Actually, I had a friend that needed to part with a horse and he was half order horse and half Arabian, and he was pretty much untrained and so I got him and I, I did a lot with him we jumped and we showed it open shows and did mostly English flat work and then some and trail riding. I always went on trail rides and riding in an English saddle and there'd be other people around going, you know, Western guys, you know, looking very strangely at me. But I've always kind of liked the quarter horse breed too and that's what I have now. Okay. I'm a quarter horse girl too. I've got a standard bred as well who I just love dearly, but man, those quarter horses are functional. You do just whatever you want. And you drive now too, Teresa, right? You've got a beautiful team. Well, thank you. I um, got interested in driving in the late 80s. Um, we went to a combined driving event and this was in Wisconsin and I had a background of ridden dressage well they actually do driving dressage patterns it's like whoa this is really cool <laughs> so um, I actually scribed for the judge that day and she was very encouraging to help me take on this driving thing so I've been driving horses since that time well and it's been just a great learning thing and I've met a lot of great people and just had some really really fun experiences. Teresa how did you come to train your own horses you said your first horse was unskilled and you were able to 
to school through to some pretty good levels. And it sounds like you're kind of a self-starter. Do you have any people you were like, oh, I really like this method or this is my goal there? Or did you just naturally get into things that seemed to fit for you? You know, not way back. But when I started in dressage and then driving, there's a man out in Montana. His name is Doc Hamill. And he's very much a natural horseman and just really enjoyed his gentle approach to horses and being fair to them and being kind. And that kind of was, in a way, a revelation for me that sometimes way back when I was younger, I wasn't that person. And he introduced me and talked about the natural horsemanship. So I started working with the Pirelli program with the horses that I have now because I raised them. And it was great to give them that foundation because we do so much groundwork with them and with ropes and different things. And, And driving horses need to be comfortable with that because their harness is just different and it's all around them and they're pulling a carriage. So that was a real good foundation for the driving. And then I've taken driving lessons from some of the top drivers in in the States and just learned a little bit here and there from everybody. And it's been a really a neat journey. Okay. And so you like the natural go about things. And is that what pushed you toward equine massage and the Masterson method? Well, equine massage, I was introduced to that in the early 2000s. I was interested in competitive and endurance riding. Okay. And I joined the organization in Wisconsin and I met a lady who said, I have a horse that if you ride him, I will groom for you. And so I worked up into doing 50 mile rides. And of course, with that is massage is important, but electrolytes and hydration and feeding and gut sounds and just that whole package. You learn so much about horses. And she was an equine massage therapist. So in between our events, she'd say, well, I worked on your horse today and I think he's ready to go. And I actually went with her out in Vermont. We actually crewed for the German team. Oh, wow. In the Pan Am Games. And it was in the Green Mountain area of Vermont. And it's just amazing the teamwork that gets horses through these events. And it was just like very cool to, I remember one time she actually could feel the knot in the horse's rump. And she was able to work that out to get the horse through through the event. So that was kind of my introduction to massage therapy. Okay. And the Masterson method isn't really massage therapy though. I mean, kind of, but not really. This light touch and air gap touch. It surprised me when I was able to go to your clinic. I thought it was going to be really manual massage and it wasn't. Can you talk a little bit more about how you came to have such faith in the Masterson method and then what it is and how it works? I had a friend who's a driver, very successful and well-respected. And she was talking about Jim Masterson, who's the person that developed this method, was coming over and working on her horses. And I was pretty intrigued with that. And we talked back and forth. And then one day she says, hey, there's a weekend seminar, Masterson Method seminar, close to you. You should go. Check it out, she said. So I got online and checked it out. And through the website, Jim has been the equine massage therapist for the United States equestrian team from 2000 to 2014. So it's like, whoa, he's got to be pretty good to have those kind of opportunities. Sure. So I went to the clinic. I was able to take my horse. So it was really great hands-on stuff. And it was right away, you can see the horse respond to those just smallest things that you do. So that was pretty exciting. Well, and it is really light touch. It's not 
I was touching too hard on the horse that I was using during our clinic. And she kind of let me know. And it just surprised me, like you said, how little you physically are doing, but how much it really does affect them. Yes. So do you ever have people, because I have to be completely honest, when I was watching you like barely touch your horse, I'm thinking, really? What, you know, what's she doing? Yeah, it's blinking. Okay, big deal. Horses blink. But it's really legit. Once we all got our horses in the arena, you could see them calm down. I mean, everybody, it was obvious that something great was happening and those horses were really relaxing. But do you ever have people who are like, yeah, or or not really? Well, and it's, it's interesting, too, because I do have people like that. And Jim Masterson talks about that, too. And he can explain it physiologically. But he said, that doesn't matter. It's the horse. It's, you know, watch the horse. When the horses almost fall asleep or they close their eyes or they're yawning, you know that something is going on there. Right. So that's really exciting. It is. Yeah, it was. I couldn't deny that. Yeah, it was happening. All of those horses. It was kind of like at the same time, just a hush went over the group and um, everybody, you know, cocked a hip and their heads kind of went down and it just happened. And then it was a windy, cold night. So it was going to be an evening that was going to be spooky for horses if it was. And everybody was just kind of getting calm. And it was beautiful. I really loved it, Teresa. I was so surprised because I couldn't tell that I was actually doing anything useful. But those horses were noticing it, whatever it was. Yes, I noticed that too. Of when once we got started, you know, I looked around and horses weren't running. You know, they weren't walking around, and and it was really windy. And it it seemed like they tuned that all out. And it was there was like a hush that came over the the group. And that's just really neat. So many times I work on one horse and the horses are watching and those horses will release and show relaxation as well. It's it's pretty amazing how they communicate. Can you talk about the visual tells that a horse will show you that they're having some either an issue or like, oh yeah, that feels good? In the Masterson method, we do really like touch, which you talked about a little bit there. But the thing that we do when we look for visible signs that the horse that we're touching the right spot, the horse usually will blink. And sometimes you say, oh, it's a fly or it's the wind. Well, if you just stay there and watch and the horse continues to blink, you've made a connection in his nervous system. And he's he's becoming aware of that. And after a while, he will lick and chew. Sometimes they'll blow. Uh, they'll lower their head. There's different subtle signs that they'll show you that something's going on there. When you get those responses, is that the time to continue with your light touch there? Or is it the time to bypass? I guess I don't know how to tell when they're uncomfortable and, oh, that's uncomfortable or, oh, stay there, keep doing that. How do I know? Well, one of the things that, I mean, we can talk about the bladder meridian and we probably will, but think about the TMJ, the Mm -hmm. mandibular joint. And that's a very specific spot that you can put really light touch on. And the thing with that is you put your finger up there and you watch for the blink and if you don't see a blink you can move it ever so slightly and you'll see a blink and the thing with that is you if you just stay there and it might take five minutes and the horse might put his head up or down or he might even walk but if you just stay there he will release and especially if you know it's a new part of the hour or you know the time that you're working the horse just have faith and know that there's tension in in that part of the horse and they will release and then you do the other side and it comes much quicker. Okay. So what physiologically is happening with that touch connection? If you follow the horse's response, you're able to access part of the horse's nervous system. And if you stay there, you'll release deep levels of tension in the tissues around that area where you're at. And we know that the horse has tension in his pole and his shoulders and his hind end. And so those are areas that we focus on. But it is neurological and it takes a while for the horse to... 
like you just don't zip zip through it. You can be on a spot, like I said, the TMJ. It could take you five minutes, but if you stay there, you're going to affect the horse and you'll draw his attention that there's some tension there and then he'll let it go. So you are really passionate about the Masterson method. What is it that really drew you in? What made you dedicate a portion of your life to this? Well, I really thought it would be so cool to help horses. I know a lot of horses that are like my daughter and son-in-law do cowboy mounted shooting, very intense sport. And she herself is a human massage therapist. So we have a great time when we get together. I can start feeling on the horse and she can feel things too. So it's so neat to see them because they're so competitive to release and relax and feel better about their sport and do better because you'll get, you know, you'll improve your relationship, but you'll also help them to relax, but they also can move better. They can stride out better and they can do their job better. So that's, you can think of, you know, they've got to feel better. One of the things that Jim said to me, you can go through the techniques and work on a horse, but know that you will do good things for the horse, that, you know, you will benefit the horse. Do you have some specific stories to share about horses that, you know, who've come to you and been kind of a mess or really had some issues and then you've gotten to see those beautiful results and share that with their owners and or trainers or whatever? I guess I have to think about one of my own horses. He's 16 hands. He's an appendix quarter horse. And I think he had an injury when he was younger. So he's got some unevenness in his hind end. And I, when I go to work on him, I always work on his hind end first and then he calms down and then I can work on the rest of his body. So then it helps him move more strongly. And, you know, if I didn't do that, he probably would, you know, eventually become lame because they will compensate in their bodies if they hurt somewhere. They'll compensate the way they move and then you have a whole nother issue of problems that you have to deal with. Well, sure. So what type of people come to you for the Masterson method? Are they the same ones who, you know, maybe utilize a chiropractor or an equine sports therapist or something like that? Or is it a different type of people? That maybe was a poorly worded question. No, that's okay. Most people, you know, when I talk to them, I ask them beforehand, have, you know, you done dental work? Is that recent? And then try to get, you know, an overall feeling for the horse. Have that he has chiropractic treatment? And did you find anything? Do you shoe him? Is he a barefoot horse? Just general picture of, of the horse and then what kind of discipline they're doing and how intense are they? You know, are they distance riders or are they just weekend people? It really makes a lot of difference to see how much the horse is used on a daily basis. Okay. Do you find that horses who are used on a daily basis are stronger and typically more capable and able to handle stuff or are those the ones that you can find those? Yes. uh, I think they have a fitness, a level of fitness that's really important. And depending upon what kind of discipline they are, you think of a barrel racing horse. They've really got to like the sport. And if they don't and they're forced to do it, they would carry a lot of tension. I would think they would have that in their physical body too. So what kind of business do you do with the Masterson Method? How do you promote your business and what do you love to do? I love to work on horses and it comes from a wide variety. I have a pretty good network of driving people that have asked me to work on their horses. And sometimes if I'm going to a competition and if I'm not competing, I will put out a note that I'm available to work on their horses before competition. And some same with dressage horses too. I've been with my daughter at mounted shooting events and we've had interesting hands-on sessions with some of those horses too. Can you tell me real quick, just because I know this is an aside, but for the mounted shooting, do they put ear protection in their ears? Yes, for the people and the horses. I figured so. Guns are loud and I wondered about that. Boy, that's an interesting sport. I hear it's gaining some traction and it seems to be something people really love. Well, if you would ever want to do a webcast with my daughter, she would be a great person to talk to. I will have to email you about that. That sounds like 
fun. It's something I know nothing about. I've seen some pictures and I think, man, that looks like fun. I don't think I'm a good enough shot to hit anything, but you know, you practice at it and stuff. That'd be great. Well, and last year she was the top shooter in the state of Wisconsin. I would love to speak with her. That sounds like fun. That would be really cool. Okay. Well, we will discuss that afterward. That sounds good. Okay. Okay. So Teresa, how has the Masterson method affected your relationship with your horses? Well, in the horses that I have, the two horses that you saw in the pictures that I showed you, Mm -hmm. they're horses that I've raised. So I've known them from day one and they're very different personalities. But yes, the mare is more introverted and she's used to the method. So she does release fairly easily. And the, the gelding, he's more stoic, even though his personality is more extroverted. But when I work on him, I've got to be more patient and slow with them and know that he'll release if I just don't rush through it. Have you always practiced Masterson techniques with them? Um, I got certified in 2015. So I started, it takes about two years to get certified. So they were some of my case studies when I was doing the field work um, part of the certification program. So they were good. And the very first weekend seminar I went to, I took Moonbeam, that's the mayor. And it was interesting to see even other people working on her and seeing her show those deep releases to them. It was like, well, this stuff really works. (laughs) So it seems like something that would just build intimacy. I don't know, just in the little bit of work that I've done with my horses. And it has been a very little bit. You're just so connected. You're focusing on them and watching them and trying to listen and feel for what they're doing. I I loved it. It was so different than what I expected and, and it was really pleasant. So I was excited about that. So people who have had some experience with this, how often should they treat their horses? Or if they're not experienced and utilize you or another practitioner, how often should they treat their horses? Is this like a daily thing or monthly? What do you do? With a horse that's used fairly in a fairly good uh, schooling situation, I would think, you know, you would want to at least do it at least the first session and then wait a couple weeks and do another session. And it takes about 24 hours for the nervous system to kind of figure out what's going on there. So you should give the horse a couple days off, you know, as far as exercising and things, and then come back in a couple weeks and then do a whole body session on them. And you'll see different things will show up. The horse will show you different areas that are needing some release. It's And it's a building thing. It's like, it's just not click a button and this it fixes this or that. Some horses will hold um, internal things that have happened a long time or physical things that happened a long time ago. And it takes a while to get to that level where they'll release it. How would you even know where to look or where to begin with something like that? That's the thing. You can't have an agenda and you have to trust the horse, especially if they've had some body work on them and they're starting to trust you to let that go. That's why you want to go over the whole body. You just don't want to focus on, oh, I think he's stiff in the neck today because it could be related to a totally different area of his body. Okay. Talk about the bladder meridian because you did mention that earlier in our conversation and that encompasses a lot of it. The bladder meridian is really important. It runs along the spine, either side of the spine and then down the horse's rump, down to his hind leg to a ting point, T-I-N-G. And the thing that's important about this, all the other meridians, and these are Chinese meridians that have been known ages ago, they all connect into the bladder meridian. So if you can affect and do good things on the bladder meridian, the others will help by that. And it's a really nice way to get to know a horse and kind of calm them before you start doing other body work. But it helps the overall health of the horse to open up those pathways. And 
it's energy flowing throughout their body and you can open up pathways in the bladder meridian by just doing real light air gap one of our techniques is just air gaps very very soft touch okay now how about somebody like me who came to you know an hour or two clinic how can the basic everyday person learn more there is a mastersonmethod.com their website and Jim came out with a DVD last year called light touch to the core and it really goes over things that any horse owner can do for their horse to help them uh, release tension and to feel better and it's not extremely technical it doesn't talk about anatomy or the scientific part of it and it's great teaching video and he actually does the light touch on a couple different horses and one horse moves around and he talks about how to handle that and different things there's also youtube site a masterson method youtube site where jim is doing lots of work on different horses and jim has written a book and a dvd and he's also worked with Bessie steiner high level dressage person to put out a dressage book too his first book is beyond horse massage and there's a dvd that comes with it too and that's like a prerequisite if you wanted a, a two-day weekend seminar they're offering a first session to an online course also okay so at what point does the backyard person like myself for example say you know i really need to call up teresa i need an expert here i think if the horse would tell you that if they're throwing their head or trying to get away from you or if they have so much tension that you're you're not going soft enough or slow enough you know you have to kind of let the horse tell you and i think if you start just with the bladder meridian you'll see some licking and chewing you know and if you're not sure go slower and go softer that's probably the biggest thing to do you know and i some people have tried it and done didn't like touch to the core and that's fine but then they just want me to come and go over some things too so it's a great learning thing back and forth some people call me to work on their horses and i do there's a lot of other leg movements that we do and different things that are in that dvd but as i'm there i will tell them about the light touch so they get the dvd and they've seen me do the light touch you know and the air gap and how the soft is so we work together and we talk back and forth if they have an issue it's just we want people to get doing this to their horses because they need it so badly so teresa you are are you from central iowa i'm 45 miles northwest of des moines okay so what area do you service personally well actually i'm headed to go to council bluffs in a week so depending upon where people are and i get to wisconsin so just depends where people are and where i can meet them and you know i sometimes go i was asked to go to the big dressage show up in mason city one time to just work on horses there so it's kind of a network of people that you know you spread the word around and they tell other people about you and then they call and you know you're pretty much open to just about anywhere anything that you can make work all right well i think that that's really fascinating i've enjoyed all of this if somebody wanted to contact me you can go to the masterson method website and there's a link called find a practitioner and you can go to iowa and then i'm listed there it has my email and my phone number and a little bio about how i got into this excellent thank you Teresa. i think we'll probably wrap there if that's okay that's great thank okay. you yes were there any other things that you did want to talk about any things that i maybe passed over or didn't bring up when i was working with my daughter on their horses and she actually came and went to a two-day seminar it was down in fairfield and jim was teaching it we were doing like to the touch and she's a human massage therapist she uses a lot of 
of physical strength every day. And she said, oh my gosh, I could do this all day long because <laughs> it's not so demanding. And, you know, you have to let the horse, if you've ever been to a massage therapist and they hit, you know, an area that you're sore and you scream, you know, mm-hmm. and then it's a while to loosen that. And so I wanted to talk too about the Masterson method. Our idea is to get way above that brace. If the horse tenses those muscles, we can't get them released easily. So that's why we're so light in our touch and how we move so slowly and watch the horse because we don't want the horse to brace and get tense. And that's a really important part of it. Can that Didn't work for humans? Before. Okay. Does that work for humans too? Um, I know it's supposed to work on dogs. Jim is very encouraging us to try that. And I have done some dog work and it's kind of different releases, but it's interesting. I haven't experimented with people, but my daughter would have some insight to that because she's extremely at reading people and feeling people. She's, she's just very, very talented. That would be a good question for her. I think that would be interesting to know. The light touch, this seems like something that anybody could do. Not that it doesn't take skill. Um, It sounds like you're really saying that, you know, everybody can and really should do this. It's going to build a relationship and it's going to benefit you and your horse. Learn it, do it, you know, and the resources are out there for sure. And that's the reason why Jim came out with this new DVD, The Light Touch to the Core. Because and he's, you know, in the beginning, he's a very great speaker, down to earth, and he doesn't talk about people and you know he says that anybody can do this you don't have to hit this specific spot or know any anatomy just try it on your horse and see what happens you know and that's really really his goal is to have every horse have the bladder meridian done on them he said that would be awesome it would help horses so much and of course the relationship that we have with our horse too I love it I think that that's wonderful I think it's encouraging to think that you can do this we can do this I can do this you know with my horse and it's going to build a bond and be physically beneficial for them. I think it's wonderful. Thank you for teaching me that day that I was able to be a part of that. And thank you for spending the time right now as well. This is really good stuff. I'm excited about it. All right, Emma. And I will send you information about my daughter. Do, yes. Have her have interest in that. And it's, it's great to share with younger people too. Like there was one lady that was at the clinic at Cammy's that night. And she, I think is a college student. And she just got a nine-year-old thoroughbred who had been on the track and had raised 89 times and he totally vetted out okay you know all this his x-rays and everything were good but she'd only had him for a few months and she said this is going to be so helpful for him to settle in and to relax you know because off the track he's kind was kind of lean and just all the things that he'd gone through but then a new home you know and a new schooling and this she said this is going to be really exciting to be able to do this for him and I, I was just really happy for her to just to realize that yeah it is it's something that you can do I can do we can do and it's a good thing yes I appreciate your time Teresa I really do and I will be contacting you soon and looking forward to getting to chat with your daughter I'm excited about that and I want to talk to you more too alrighty thank you Teresa the Masterson Method is for everybody as Teresa said it doesn't take tons of money or time to start MastersonMethod.com, YouTube, Facebook at the Masterson Method Integrated Equine Performance all will give you insight into the Masterson Method as well as provide options to learn more, find clinics or practitioners near you. Teresa is also willing to help out in any way she can. Her email will be available in show notes. Many thanks to Teresa. Thank you for listening to the Horse Cure Podcast, the podcast for those of us who know that horses really are the cure for all that ails you. You can find more information at thehorsecure.com and by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 